Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. You know, I started the show five years ago, and we are just a couple of episodes shy of number 500, and I thought I was only going to do 50, and now I'm a podcast addict. I'm also the host of the Digital Enterprise Society podcast that I do for a great organization called the Digital Enterprise Society. I know we got really creative when we named that podcast. Uh, and so I do their episodes once a week. I do this show twice a week. It is, it's just, it's, uh, it's become a big part of my business actually, because it's become a great way that uh, I have used this tool to get to meet people who've become clients, a way to serve some of my clients. So, uh, I'm a big fan of this podcasting world. As I come to episode number 500, I'm, I'm like a little kid. I'm all excited that we made it this far and, uh, we're not, we're not shutting down anytime soon. So, uh, welcome back to the show. If you're new to the show, uh, we got a lot of archives, go back and, and listen. And today I've got a really cool guest. It's somebody that I should have known for the past five years. We were talking before we hit record and he's in a mastermind group with five people who are all like super tight friends of mine. And I'm like, how do I not know who you are? Uh, but apparently he's been hiding from me for the last three years. Uh, but before I can introduce him, I've got to thank the first sponsor of this episode. And if you've been listening lately, you know, I've been doing a little sponsorship trade with the bias disruption podcast. So human behavior, it is a complicated thing especially when it comes to working and living together. And understanding why and how people behave in certain situations, especially in groups, that is what my friends, Dr. Josh Packard and Megan Bissell, it's what they do for a living. And their podcast, The Bias Disruption, it answers all kinds of crazy questions that you need to know about company culture, team size, and innovation. Now, if you've ever wondered how do I make changes in my business that are really going to last? You need to listen to them because they're really smart. I mean, Josh is a PhD, which, I mean, there you go, right? So Megan and Josh, they use social science, real-world experience, and humor to share really useful insights that will help you. Plus, they play nerdy games, and I think they're cool. So check out The Bias Disruption. All right, so today's show, we have Lou Diamond. Now, don't get excited. We don't have Lou Diamond Phillips. I am sure that Lou has spent his whole life with people saying, Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. Who are you? But he is actually an amazing professional speaker. He's a consultant. He has a podcast called Thrive Loud that I am going to be on. We actually recorded it uh, before this, but mine will come out before his. So you're listening to them in reverse, probably. However, he is awfully cool. Uh, like I said, he's a speaker. He's a consultant. He's just a guy who's got his hands in a lot of pots, making a lot of things happen for a lot of people. And apparently he's good friends with all my friends and they've hid him from me. So Lou Diamond, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. You know, it, it does beg the question, are they hiding me from you or are they hiding you from me? They, they could be concerned that you'd like me better than them. That's, 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 what it is. that's what it is. They could be very concerned that then we'd become great friends and they'd all be left behind. Uh, there's a jealousy thing. It, it could be they're trying to keep us both apart so they each can have their special relationship with each of them. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm glad to be here today and very excited to be on your show. So, Lou, I don't like reading big bios and things like that. So why don't you tell everybody who is Lou Diamond and what do you do? <laughs> 
I love to tell people that I was put on this planet to work with the most amazing companies and people and help them thrive through the power of connecting. And my whole bit is actually helping companies, whether it's their business development arm, their marketing teams and message, or their leaders, figure out how to best connect their voice, which is rather ironic because both of us are podcasters and we know how important our voice is. But our voice isn't just how we sound and what comes out of our mouth, but it's also, I guess, the way that we connect to other people. So my goal is to kind of get those people decode exactly where their superpowers are and get that message to connect with others. And when I speak, that's what I speak about, a lot of the art of how we do this. And in working with these companies, it's all about figuring out how to grow that revenue, increase that brand, get everybody kicking on all cylinders. That's what I'm about. So I'd love to talk to people a little bit about their story arc. You obviously weren't born a podcaster and you're old enough that podcasting didn't exist when you were in college. It's not like you went to podcasting 101. And uh, I certainly know that they didn't ever tell anybody, you know, you could make money. You're a really good speaker and you're a really good connector. You could make money talking about this. No, nobody ever told me that or I would have started when I was 21. So what's your background? How'd you get started in business? What'd you do in the early days? If I go back all the way to the early days, there's some irony here. And that is that who knows? Maybe I was one of those early podcasters. Um, my dad used to have a retail jewelry store. Jewelry store. Difficult, difficult word to say if you mumble wait, it over. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're jewelry. stopping you right here. Your you dad. Yes. Your dad had a jewelry store, and your last name is Diamond. Has anybody we, ever noticed that before? Just a few. Just a couple. You. Jill Schiffelbein and Drew Tarvin. That's about it. Everybody else has kind of uh, flown over that. Those are shout outs. As by the way, Jill just texted me back, by the way, we were before we were recognizing some of your friends that know who you are. Uh, so I started out in my, in my dad's store growing up uh, pretty early, like around, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. I was kind of put to work pretty early to learn, learn how to work. And actually, that's really where I learned how to connect with people. Uh, selling jewelry is a really challenging thing to do because it's not a need. It's something you really want. So connecting how to get somebody to want that thing that you would need them to buy was always a really challenging piece. So I was always in that sales business development aspect. I uh, went to college, uh, did a whole bit in uh, consulting for a while. I worked for professional services, which to me was connecting businesses and companies together. And I did that for companies like Accenture and Deloitte. Then I ended up working in, on Wall Street uh, for a while, a little bit of a long while. <laughs> there was a stench in the internet in there as well, but I've always had that ability to figure out how to really establish strong relationships with people and in using those relationships to grow them into to businesses and partnering with people. And it was a little different than what most people were actually training you to sell. In fact, I used to always hear the sales training components and recognize, I don't think that's what I do. And somewhere along the line, after a long myriad of trying to figure out exactly what I do best, I recognized others were pointing this out to me more often than not, that I have a unique way of connecting with people and I should share how that message is. And that's kind of how Thrive got started, hmm. was to help companies really figure out exactly how they can thrive as well for all those things that I featured. I do want to go back, though, to the podcasting piece. When I worked in my dad's jewelry store, remember, I don't know if you're from the, in the New York area, there used to be this local store called Crazy Eddie, which was a, an electronic store. And they had this crazy dude um, reading all the sales and things that were on sale, these electronic products. 
Well, my dad actually during the holiday time thought it would be really cool to put a speaker in the hallway of the entranceway of the store. And on that, he would have shouting all the different things that were on sale, whether it was gold chains or, or diamond rings or bracelets and all this stuff in a very crazy Eddie voice. And of course, he had a son who had a knack for doing these things. So I actually created a tape way back when I think it might have been like 15 or 16. And this is what it was like, you know, and we have gold chains on sale for $49.99 or something like that. And we recorded this and this thing looped over and I was really good at editing and producing it, having no idea that literally later in life, <laughs> I'd still be doing the same type of thing today, but just more so with unbelievable people that we connect. So who knows? It started not on the womb, but a long time ago. So you grew up, your dad had a, had a business, so you were exposed to entrepreneurship. So yeah. so that, you know, it's interesting because I, I talk to people who either have either side of that. Like my parents, my dad worked for an insurance company for 40 years, right? There's no entrepreneurship stuff going on. And I talked to other people who were exposed to it because of their parents. But now that you've been doing it, you left the Wall Street world, you left all that. Now you've been doing it for a while. What do you love about it? What do you like about working for yourself? I like, I've always respected my father as it related to being your own boss. Because uh, having been successful in a lot of those areas, I think that the biggest challenge I always found in working in larger companies might have been bureaucracy. Um, you can be the best producer in the world, but there was always a political aspect to how you can do well. And sometimes that would also limit the choices of what you can do. If you're an entrepreneur and you're, you know, your own your own uh, boss and your own person, I think it's great because the, every bit of accomplishment you feel, you know that you're responsible for and you get to have some flexibility with that. Now, needless to say, uh, you're also going to feel all the bumps and bruises along the way a lot harder. I'd have to say that one of the things about being an entrepreneur that I love the most is appreciating the relationships even more than I did before recognizing that now the relationship in business is actually going to put food on the table. Um, when I worked in larger companies, you know, many times I might've been assigned a relationship or I didn't necessarily win the business. It might've been the organization or the brand that I've been representing. I might've had a key contributing factor to it, but when you know that they're buying you <laughs> and when you run your company or what you've set up, and you know that you've created something that connected to someone else. There is a feeling of awesomeness that is really hard to capture and continues to drive me each and every day. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I want yeah. that. That's, I, I want to be like Lou. What advice do you have for people who want to strike out on their own and start their own business? Whether it's being a solopreneur, a consultant, a coach, a speaker, a podcaster, or somebody who wants to build something with a lot of employees and scale it. What, what kind of advice do you have? I hate using sports jargon on this uh, topic, but it, it's very fitting. You got to step up to the plate. Uh, you don't get credit for playing in the game in baseball unless you either were put into the field in the position or you got an at-bat. And you need to sometimes get up there and see what the pitches are like, strike out on your own, have a couple of foul tips and, and make a few singles and doubles out there on your own. Uh, but the only way to do that is to step up to the plate. And a lot of people who are out there who want to be entrepreneurs and are held back by all these, what I love to call limiting beliefs. And I know, you know, from a, a embedded in that whole world of what I've done. I also obviously became a coach as well because I helped a lot of these companies do this. Limiting beliefs to me are interesting. 
There's fears and there's limiting beliefs. Fears are real. Those are the real things. Uh, the fear of failure, the fear of an imposter syndrome, you know, like you trying to be a stand-up comic and saying you can't do it. He's very good, by the way, people. He's pretty good at what he does. Uh, or being able to be an entrepreneur yourself. Those fears, those are real. But the limiting beliefs are what you tell yourself. And those are the lies you tell yourself. That, you know, oh, I can't do that. Or I can't leave my job and support my family. I can't go out and do this because, you know, I don't have the experience needed to, to do it. I can't do anything is my favorite limiting belief, which is basically you sitting in the dugout and not wanting to get up to the, to the plate. Throw those limiting beliefs aside. And when you start hearing them and recognizing and spin them on their head and spin those limiting beliefs around, you are going to get a chance to succeed. So the fear that you're, that's holding you back, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, those who want to be that, take a chance. You only live once. Would you rather not have said that you gave it a try in life, later in life, and said, oh, I could have done that, but I didn't because I chickened out? It didn't sound as good. Hey, I gave it a go. It worked. Hey, I gave it a go. It didn't work, but at least I gave it a go. Well, I'll tell you, I know we have a mutual friend in Phil Jones. We're just dropping names of everybody. We've talked Name about drop. Jill. We talked about Jill Scheffelbein, who, by the way, has been on the show, I think, twice. She's awesome. Uh, Drew Tarvin, who I need to get on the show. Uh, but uh, Phil Jones, well, we might as well just mention Tammy and... Uh, um, Tammy and Sylvie, and Sylvie as, well. as well, just so we get your whole mastermind group just mentioned since they're we, all. We, we won't forget Dr. Bruce Weinstein. There, oh, well. I know him too. Brian I don't know Clark. him as well. He, they've been hiding him from me also, apparently. I think justifiably. Oh, Bruce well, they, is they, worth they, hiding. They, I'm just go. kidding, Bruce. We love you. Anyway. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I had a, a call with Phil maybe about a year and a half ago, and he called me out on some limiting beliefs. And while I probably haven't solved them all, Phil lives in the back of my head now. In, in this oh, thing, yeah. You know? Well, actually, you know, getting really fun. He... Uh, he, he lives right on my shelf. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I'm holding wow, his book he, right now. <laughs> so I, I have his book on my shelf, but mine's not right next to where I'm podcasting. He, uh, Lou and I can see each other on video. You're all yes. getting the wonderful world of audio, but he immediately is like holding up his friend's books. Like, look, I know them better than you do. So, well, it's just a matter of that. They send me a lot of their publications to promote for them, but no, no, but listen, Phil knows exactly what to say. And that's right. What, what I will say about him and a lot of these great leaders, I think they're really important is you need to hear these messages because a lot of them are components that can make you great. And, I, and surrounding myself with these great speakers and, and being in the same company with you as well um, helps to make you to show you the living proof of what people do. Look, people have told me and, and yourself, you know, hey, we have great podcasting and we have great marketing techniques that we do to connect to the clients that we want to. But we've also, you and I have spoken to this on my show that this platform has given us a chance to improve our craft. And I love this. And it's really funny. I had a guest come on my podcast show and they have their own business. And we got into a conversation and when it was all over, they started listening to a lot of the other episodes and content on there. And they said, I love hearing all these thought leaders that you have. Some of them we just named all of them guests on, on our shows. And they have helped to paint and paint the picture for certain problems that they have and figure out unique ways to look at things. And that's the key thing that you should learn from every great speaker, whatever message I might've delivered to you today or whatever guests have been on this amazing cool things entrepreneurs do show, use them and use them like write them stuff down and figure out how to put it into play is what I would also tell your entrepreneurs. 
Well, and, you know, going back to the, the whole idea of limiting beliefs, we, we, we play these stories in our head that we can't yeah. do it or that the ship has sailed. You know, we, we, we talk about Drew. So people who listen to the show know that I've at this point done 75 open mic nights. Drew's the one who encouraged me to do one. And Drew has this little side habit of getting his friends. Drew's a professional comic of getting his friends to do an open mic night. And I think most people do just that. They do an open mic night and they have a great time. And, and Drew couldn't be more supportive if, if yeah. you paid him. And, and I didn't pay him he just was so supportive helped me get ready for it uh but i think i'm like his poster child i think sometimes he looks at my social media and goes oh my god i created a freaking monster because every <laughs> week every week i'm going out to open mic night and uh, you know when i'm traveling i'm in seattle i'm googling open mic night seattle and i'm going and trying to work on new material i've been invited to do three shows where i've had 10 minutes uh, amazing i've actually been paid uh to do these shows and uh you know not very much but i was paid i called my brother and said i'm a professional comic no. um but i think it's also it also helps like we talked about this um you know you find different avenues it's those little pivots and where it might improve the way that you're speaking and doing that um it also enables you to be a great mc well, and, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. With, without question, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. And so I, I do give Drew a lot of credit for that. But, it, but the reason I bring it up is my initial reaction when Drew invited me to go to open mic night was no way. Yeah. Ultimately. And again, that was just a story in my head that you can't do that. They'll laugh at you. You'll suck. And as it turned out, I wasn't great. Jerry Seinfeld is not worried about job security because I'm doing open mic nights. <laughs> However, he's not worried about anything, by no, the way. But, and I wouldn't imagine. But uh, <laughs> but I didn't suck. Even the first night, it was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So you push yourself out there. You you try new things, and uh, that's how how you grow. So one of the things that that I talk about when I go into companies or when I'm with associations is I talk about this gap that exists between potential and performance, and potential and results, if you will. Yeah. And I love to ask the people who come on this show because you've worked with many and you've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people. Why do you think some people are able to get farther across this gap between potential and performance where other people just get lost in the abyss? Uh, one word, focus. Uh, you're the lost in the abyss problem is not that they're lost, but maybe uh, clouded by a lot of the other issues that are out there. Let's go back to, to Phil. One of the greatest things that I think Phil has in the back of my head and I use often um, in, in helping to figure out where I should be lasering in my focus. And that is, what is the problem you solve? And I love that question. And I love recognizing that once you solve the problem you solve, the message that you communicate, the voice that you want to get out for people, and they understand what that is, it's now much easier to answer and speak to that. A lot of times, there's a lot of other problems that you get hit with as an entrepreneur and other things you need to worry about. Can I do my books and my finances? Do I have to set up a certain LLC or a company within this? What? Ooh, I should be looking into that sector as well because I can do that same type of thing for them. Hey, my technology or my skills can also work in here and I could do it that way too. Whoa. Get the wins and get the, the problem solved that you do best. And focus and laser in on those and win, get those wins up. And yeah, then maybe you can grow and expand outside of that. But doing those things first and focusing on the core problem that you solve is what will drive your success and not make you fall in the abyss. Awesome. 
So, Lou, I've got some more questions for you. I'm not going to let you go quite This yet. is a podcast show. I was prepared. <laughs> but before we can go on, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. Go right ahead. So this episode is brought to you, like all of them, by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Lou Diamond. Hey, <laughs> if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Lou, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in business right now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the coolest thing that I'm doing in business right now is I'm helping my clients market themselves in a way that I don't think they ever thought that they could market themselves. Um, and it connects a lot of the things that we do. We've actually connected podcasting and capturing some incredible content Maybe it's even from testimonials to their client, what the clients say about them, to even using marketing messages a little bit differently. Just as you read that ad so nicely beforehand, your sponsor should be so happy with you. Uh, I've actually even had the opportunity to do that, um, to do some voiceover work and uh, help promote my companies and brands for that. And it's actually been really cool to utilize social media, uh, some cool new technologies and creating videos and, and motion things online very easily into creating very cool messaging that is very impactful in a very short amount of time. So utilizing, literally combining podcasting, social media, and new technology with some of your best uh, clients and some of your best products and packaging them in little marketing offerings has been something we've been doing to help our companies get their voice out there. So if somebody's thinking, wait, I need that, what he sells, I need that, how do they find you? Ah, well, we call this the plug portion of the show here. Uh, the best way to do is to reach out to thriveloud.com, where you can actually click the Get Connected button, and that will be a way for us to reach. You could fill out all the information there um, and specifically put in the notes field the area that you're interested in, whether it's Lou Diamond speaking or consulting or helping to fill these certain types of products to get your company to connect more. So all of that is there at thriveloud.com. So before I let you go, I have two questions I love to ask everybody because I, I think it just, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, I think great entrepreneurs are observers and I think that they also do more than make money. So the first question is, when you look out at the entrepreneurosphere, the world of entrepreneurship, who do you admire? Because we could talk about you all day, Lou. We could talk about all our friends that we just name dropped. But when you really look at the big scope of entrepreneurs, who do you say, hmm, she or he, they're doing the cool stuff? I'm going to give two people and I know them. I know one of them very well. I know the other one only through them. Um, and it's, and these are probably two of the best entrepreneurs I've ever seen. And uh, one of them is Jesse Itzler, who is married to Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely is the founder and CEO of Spanx, a product that I'm necessarily not going to be wearing anytime soon, but many women might be. And I bet, I bet uh, you'd look really good in Spanx. I would look. It would keep my, my thighs very thin. And uh, Jesse Etzler, who I've known for at least 25 years, who's uh, a writer and a speaker, but um, also has this whole thing about kind of 
write your own life resume. What I love about this incredibly successful power couple, I mean, they both have been successful in their own ventures. Uh, Jesse was uh, instrumental with uh, Marquee Jet and private jet flying and a lot of other entrepreneurial products that have done really well. And obviously, uh, Sarah is on a whole new level and she's on the truck tank, for God's sake. Hmm. But uh, they have done a phenomenal job of not only doing all of that, but raising an amazing family. And they've got four young kids and you see them bouncing around the globe and doing all these great things, but still believing and getting their message out. If there's ever something that you look at and say, that's the cool thing for an entrepreneur that you're impressed with, this is, this is the definition of two amazing entrepreneurs who not only live the dream, they are redefining the way you do it. So I'd, I'd, I'd have to put them at the top of the list. I think that's awesome. So the last question I ask everybody is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think, you know, making money is great, but if we're fortunate, and I think we're all fortunate if we get to work for ourselves and, and carve our own path in the, world, in, the, in the way, I think that we have to find some ways to leave a mark. And it's not just money. Sometimes it's good vibes. Sometimes it's support. There's lots of ways we, we help society. So what does Lou Diamond do? I do a lot of work with charity and I combine it with a lot of the work we do. I, I do a lot of MC opportunities at big charitable events uh, for the Parkinson's Research Foundation, Michael J. Fox's foundation. I do that event. Uh, there's one component of that event I do annually. And then there's another one that I've been doing a couple of times a year for their bigger uh, fundraising events because that's something that's a cause that I'm um, close to. Uh, there are some other areas as a local hospitals around here. I've had the chance to speak to there's actually Israeli soldiers that come over uh, and spend some time in the U S and helping to, to connect them to the States and what's going on over there, which is something I'm involved with. So there's a, there's a slew of things like that. So I try to give that back and that's giving back through my voice um, and being able to make those events like kick ass and run smoothly, um, which I love doing. I don't do it nearly as well as Tom Singer or, you know, Drew Tarvin, but I'm learning. <laughs> We're just having fun here. Lou, thank you so much for coming on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I, I've heard your name for years. Uh, we just got the chance to meet a couple weeks ago, and I loved it when I said, hey, I'd love to have you on the show. You didn't hesitate. There's all these people sometimes you go, oh, I'd love to have you on the show. They go, oh, I think I have time in March. March? I don't even know if I'll, what I'll be doing in March. And you were like, let's do it next week. And I'm like, that's the kind of guy I like. So uh, uh, thank you very much for just being a doer and, and taking action, getting it scheduled, and then sharing your, the best of Lou Diamond with us right here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Dude, truly an honor to be amongst this amazing audience of cool things of entrepreneurs do and which is what you say so smoothly it works really well that way <laughs> it is funny because we were at this podcasters conference and someone came up to me and goes can't figure out what a lot of these podcasts are about yours pretty much sums it up in the title <laughs> that's what we well were that's what we we're going for you know i, I could have called it like you know champagne toes and nobody would have had any idea what that meant which for the record you know has a nice ring to it maybe we should start our own podcast i was just gonna say in like a year someone's gonna be like a millionaire from their podcast and she's gonna call and go you know thank you so much for the idea of champagne toes who knew who knew so anyway thank you so much and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened i say it every single time if it wasn't for the audience we, we wouldn't have a show so i appreciate it if you like the show uh go and do all that review stuff on itunes or, or spotify or, or stitcher wherever you get your podcast leave it leave a five review. stars five stars you know even four stars if you want to leave two or no, three no 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 this is a five-star program <laughs> this is i'm going on right now and i'm giving a five-star review that's it that's it tom i always tell people I, i'm happy with four but if you want to leave 
three or two, go review a different show. Just <laughs> one, like, like, you know, like who leaves a one star review on a podcast? Just don't tune in. So, you know, but uh, but go do that. The other thing is, is go tell a friend because the number one way people tell me they find this podcast when I ask them, how'd you find us? Uh, they say because their mother, their sister, their brother, their boss, somebody they knew is already a listener, told them about it, and then they got addicted. I had someone tell me the other day that they drove like a 14-hour drive across country, and they said that they listened to me and one other show alternating episodes uh, for the entire trip. And I thought, that is too much Tom Singer, but apparently not. First of all, tell your listeners this. There can never be enough Tom Singer. <laughs> all right. All right. This has been great. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Go on out there. Try some new things. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.